now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for notes on your notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. Uh, we're already mid-January. It's insane. It's weird. It's moving fast. Time really is accelerating. Fast. It really is. What's that weird thing where it's like, you know, you're stoned and time slows down. I mean, I know it's been a long while and you've never been stoned. <laughs> uh-huh. But right. then we are living in this age in which time is getting faster. Yes. Stephen Kotler just wrote a book about it. I know. Yeah. What's called The Future is Fast? Uh, the Future is Faster Than You Think. Faster Than You Think. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Consumption and stimulation is accelerating. It's it's also, I love the title, The Future is Faster Than You Think. It's yeah. faster than you think, think and it's faster mm. than you think. Yeah. The robots are going to be here soon. Yeah. Uh, and so did Stephen Kotler. I mean, I, I'm not supposed to say anything yet because we haven't confirmed it. In fact, I probably we shouldn't even say this right now, but I am. <laughs> still, We're hoping to have Stephen Kotler on the show. And, and if we do, it'll hopefully be sometime in February talking about his new book. Because he, he is very much into flow states, obviously. And that flow state is very much connected to the creative arts. Absolutely. He wrote The Rise of Superman, which yes. made a big splash. He's done an enormous amount of work in getting artists of all stripes and mm-hmm. And athletes. And athletes yeah. and mm-hmm. corporate executives into peak performance states. Yes. So that will be fun. So much fun coming yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, this is part two of the Creative Workbook. For those of you who don't know, the Creative Workbook is a process-oriented workbook that I write every year and we put out for our Notes on Your Notes listeners. It is a free download, notesonyournotes.com forward slash 2020. Go download it. Uh, And it is an inventory of where you are uh, happiest creatively, how you handle your creative challenges, where you need to draw boundaries and commitments, make new commitments, and then all leading up to a grand vision and goal for Mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. It's really a deep dive. And and Adam has, Adam's been doing this since before the podcast. He's been doing it, you know, I think it was in vitro. No, I'm kidding. No, but Adam has been involved in this, in this topic, in this area of expertise for, I would say his whole adult life. And, and this is coming from a really real place in him. And he just wants everyone to get this and to get unblocked and to, and to live a free, excited passionate compassionate creative life whatever that is for you as an artist as a creator yeah i want people to do uh work that makes them happy yeah and that makes them feel creative and gets them deeply in touch with the kind of work that is actually going to get done i guess i am sort of like the element of this there is an element for me of like actually getting people to a point where they are not talking about those things that they'd always wish they'd create and actually mm-hmm. doing them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. part of why I went a process route was to inspire people, um, not by having them make lists and make New Year's resolutions, but by having them really understand and be aware of who they are creatively and where they can make small shifts because those small shifts lead to big visions. Yeah, self-awareness. Self-awareness is key. And to get people to launch, because once people are launched, then they kind of like, you know, they're they're in the water, they're swimming, and they'll make own discoveries. But the hard part is usually the launch. Yes. And uh, and you're a master at it, and you've been helping people since the year dot with this? At least yeah, eight I to ten formally years. formally like eight to ten years. Yeah, in this lifetime. Trying to help people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, yeah. It's, uh, it's sort of like a meld between the gestalt sort of more uh, passionate, expressive part of people mm-hmm. and also my virgoic linearity, <laughs> which is like I tried, I had to deal with both of those things in one. Mm-hmm. So let's create the steps that are going to get people to the finish line, but also get them in touch with their heart. Yeah, if we do both, we're, both. we're in good shape. And I feel like that's 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 one of the themes I'm noticing for this year is is that really embracing both ends of every spectrum. You know, we wanna we wanna be process oriented, and at the same time, we also want to accomplish things. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So both. Yeah, absolutely. So, for those of you 
Um, you definitely don't have to go back and listen to last week's episode, which will it'll it's titled Creative Workbook Part One, but it, it it is the first half of the workbook. Yes. So if you want to follow along, and the workbook is at this point probably about eleven, twelve written pages, fifteen pages total, because there's some cool graphics, um, and charts and as uh, some tables, excuse me for you, but the full deep dive is lots of um, detailed questions that sort of brings you through someone. I was talking to someone this week who did it. I had a call and um, she just said it was super helpful because it was uh, it gave her the ability to really sort of make conscious some of the things that were going on in the backyard round and mm. from there make new decisions. Mm. So if you want every single detail of it, I would consider going back and um, actually downloading it and doing it and just looking at it. But you also can always just play along with Joshua and I. And you could listen to last week's episode if you wanted to listen to Josh and I do the first half. Yeah, not, because we got it right. We got all the answers right. Josh, and, Josh uh, aced it. Aced it. I'm feeling so proud. You know, yeah. I got graded and everything. Josh, so. Josh nailed it. If you're feeling extra <laughs> lazy too, you could just go on Instagram. I, I There's a, <laughs> I hate being on video. But anyways, I did a, a series of seven videos taking you through the whole thing. Yeah, and that was really sweet. That was um, really well done. So it's one carousel, so it's one post. So just look for... There are two. Just look for the one of me and then click on it and you can listen to me yeah. like explaining this to you. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah, it, it was really helpful. It was really helpful. And it was a quick overview. It was really it was nice. a quick overview. The other thing I want to encourage people to do is to do it with a family member or a friend. Yes. But you know what? Not the family member. The friend. You know, someone who you have good rapport with and, you know, who it, it makes going deep on the deep dive more fun. Cause then yeah. Back and forth. They have perspective too, and and they can offer a perspective that you wouldn't normally have on yourself, yeah, and vice I, versa. I think your ideal candidate is someone non-judgmental who has their own creative interests and dreams. Oh right, yeah, that would be important. You want yeah. someone who also is like going to go through it and do it, you know. Avoid people who start sentences like this. You know what you should do. Yeah, yeah. Avoid those people. Yeah. You know what I've always thought about you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, I know what you should do. If you're really serious, you would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah don't don't pick those people you know what you do that's a waste of time <laughs> and you always do it you always do it i've been meaning to tell you this for a while all right let's get into part two mr adam let's get into part two okay so part two and we're calling it arbitrary part two because they're actually like six steps and we just got through the first three last time so the first three that <laughs> <laughs> the first three that and jo- thus part two see we took a, a very interesting approach we thought the first three would be part one. And the second three would be part two. I, I don't know how we did it. I, I, don't, I don't know masters, how we did it. We're not, we're not good at math. But this is what happens. This is how it opens. Part one, or like the first few steps of the workbook were looking back at when you were happiest creatively last year. And I think, Joshua, you said you found it. What was interesting for you is that when you had some challenge during your trip to Europe, that's mm-hmm. what that's what brought up for you. Yeah. And I think for me, it was actually doing some sensitive material on stage in Kauai, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. sort of brought that up for me of a time I was happy, Mm -hmm. as well as uh, cutting a trailer for some audio work that I've been working on for a few years now. I love it when you do shop talk like that, cutting Uh, a trailer. uh, Oh, like basically I've strung together some audio for a blindness doc. I'm working on audio documentary. Yeah. Uh, So that was, and and then we looked at where we were challenged last year creatively, Mm -hmm. what our biggest creative challenge was, what we did to get through it. Working with you. Yeah, Yeah. obviously. I mean, that was like, (laughs) that's its own episode. Uh, Yeah, I would say showing up, showing up for for the stuff that's really important to me. What was yours again? Wait, wait, hold on. When you say showing up, you mean like just consistency? Yeah. That was, I don't think of that as a challenge for you. You're actually really good at that. Maybe you would deal with it very well. Yeah, I deal with it really well. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's other er- there's areas in my life where I, I wish I would show up more. You know what I mean? Like, you know, have more consistency. Like, you know, do it for a week or two, and then. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about this last week. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's a recap. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. But we talked about this outside of the podcast. Yes. Yes. Because you are someone like you did, didn't you do a thousand days of sixty-two minutes of meditation? Yeah, uh, pranayama. Pranayama. Yes. Uh-huh, like yes. that is extraordinary. It is. Did you really not miss a day? I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person like I wouldn't not like. If, you would have remembered. Well, it's not only what I would remember, but I wouldn't count. Like I'm the guy who, if if I do something for like a thousand days or forty days, doesn't make a difference. Uh-huh. If I skip a day or if I miss a day, I should say, then I restart it. Like I don't. Uh, so I don't, if you got to like four hundred and fifty day and you missed it, you'd be like, ah, oh, back to one. Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> that so that's so crazy. Well, that's how I that's how I roll. But but 
Yeah. So yes, I really did. Okay. Um, and and I had certain parameters, and those parameters were met. Some people have a parameter of like, oh, you have to do it before midnight or whatever. I I, I have different. Well, parameters. yeah, you did it in a way that shaped that worked for your your system. Exactly. So, but within my parameters, I did it. Yes. That's impressive. Um, and that's why it's surprising me to hear you say the challenge was showing. Uh, showing up because it's it's connected to other stuff which is you know it's for me it's relatively simple to to like dedicate myself to one thing where i don't i don't have any um what's the word i don't need anyone to do anything if i'm going to do a pranayama like I, I i do it and i do it like i don't need anyone to say yes or do yeah, you know, yeah, yeah and then certain it's other things dis- you're not disciplining yourself yeah 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 and when i work with some projects then it's reliant on other people getting back to me or you know there's other people involved and you know i have a different way of approaching that got it okay um interesting my biggest creative challenge last year was just um movement and physical location and how that made it hard Mm -hmm. to be consistent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in many respects, mine was more lifestyle based, mm-hmm. creating problems. Yours yeah. seemed like it was more just something you're working on. Yeah, yours yours is definitely a first world problem, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and mine's more like a second world. I'm teasing. I'm kidding. But yeah. Well, yours is more like a spiritual world problem in yeah. a sense. It's yeah. like more like the metaphysical world of like yeah. in this incarnation of Joshua. How does he be? Because I guess my, my point was simple is that you are very consistent in showing up to something. So whatever this was, it's context specific. Yes, it is. That's true. It's like this one thing was harder for you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You'll have to go back and listen to last week's episode. We're not going to talk about it. Um, the third part, which I'm not even sure we did, but because I think we each know it, but which was just what, what did we, our goals and achievements from last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went through that. We yeah. went through that. Yeah. So, okay. So now this fourth step I added like relatively recently in the last few years and it came out of, um, uh, I think my own life experience, but also a lot of conversations with other writers, artists, people, and it was all about boundaries and commitments. And it, a lot of the time, if we're not doing the creative work that we yearn to do, there's usually a problem. Uh, there can often be a problem in a boundary, mm-hmm. meaning, uh, we're in a relationship either with another person or an environment or with ourselves most often, mm-hmm. which is preventing us uh, from doing that. And, and we look and I, and I put this section in to have us uh, look at this. And there's a quote from Paulo Coelho, uh, the writer saying, when you say yes to others, make sure you're not saying no to yourself. And so Josh and I talked about this. This is such a hugely important issue. Um, and it goes back actually to the first episode of this podcast we ever did in 2017, which was, Um, opening doors, closing doors, Mm -hmm. which has to do with you sometimes have to say no to things to say yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this has come up again and again. And I think it's actually more apropos now than any other time because the world is getting faster. Mm -hmm. There are more things that want our attention Mm -hmm. and we are finding it easy to be busy. And Mm. commitment is actually becoming even more important. Mm -hmm. So Josh and I are going to do another episode. And we will put it on Instagram and Facebook and let everyone know about it as soon as it's out. Um, and I'm also probably going to do a, a blog post about it, which I'll put on Facebook and Instagram. But it is something that everyone uh, everyone comes up against. So that is section four. And just so you guys know, the question that comes up is, are there any people or commitments in your life you need to say no to? And are there commitments or people or something in your life that's draining you and impacting your creative life? And if so, what's the most kind and loving way to express the boundary to the person, even if that's yourself? So those are sort of the starter questions to look at that. Oh, I love how you throw out starter questions. That's deep, man. Yeah, those are pretty. Those are deep questions, and and they can really move a lot of energy if you're really really willing to be honest and have a hard look and do some things. I just want to throw, we are going to do an episode on on this one chunk uh, another day. And it's going to be powerful, and I'm excited for that to go up. And the only thing that I'm going to offer up today in relationship to this area is that I'd like people to answer the questions that Adam poised to us so beautifully and to look at dropping blame, shame, and regret around your replies and look at how the problem you're having is actually a solution for something deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Because most likely that's what's showing up. 
You know, the problem, this problem I'm having is the solution for me not believing in myself, not doing what I really want to do, putting, putting, you know, taking the risk to put my work out. Fear of not being loved by someone else. Mm -hmm. If I do what I need to, you know, draw, tell that person that I'm not going to be available during that time. Yeah. Right. So it, it always boundaries often point to deep stuff Mm -hmm. typically. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't have to go in with the expectation that you're going to solve it all. Mm -mm. Just being aware of it is the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then you can start to make micro decisions mm-hmm. that point you in another direction. And I agree. Everything Josh said is true. This will only work if you speak your truth without blame or judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be an open, non-judgmental space. Otherwise, you got resentment. Yeah. You've got anger at yourself for not doing it soon. You know, it's mm-hmm. just... it, And then you're back in the spiral. Yeah. It doesn't work. So... Uh, pretty excited for that episode sounds yeah. like a real fun one <laughs> it's gonna be a good one <laughs> sounds like a real fun one yeah. josh and i'm gonna bring in a therapist to uh yeah talk us through it we'll have timeouts we'll have recesses you know it'll be good yeah. we'll have halftime you know entertainment milk and cookies yeah all right now it's time for fun time so we've done a lot of looking back evaluating boundaries creative challenges how we deal with them so this is uh step five this is when it actually starts to get interesting or fun or hopeful um and it's when we start to look forward. And there's a quote I put in the in the uh, workbook by Stephen Cope. Stephen Cope is the resident uh, intellectual scholar at Kripalu, which is a yoga oh. retreat center in, in Stockbridge, Lenox, excuse me, Massachusetts. It's a cool place to visit. I'm a big fan. Um, I love Stephen Cope's work. He has a, a book called The Great Work of Your Life, hmm. which is a study of historical figures and people he knows about their um, sort of unbridled commitment and their discovery of the work that's important to them. Unbridled, I love that. Unbridled. Mm-hmm. So he, he said this in, in that book that I really liked, and he said, a life is built on a series of small course corrections, mm. small choices that add up to something mammoth. Mm. A life is built on a series of small course corrections, small choices that add up to something mammoth. Mm-hmm. And I think about this sometimes because I think we live in this world of like, you have the epi- like the movie version where you have the epiphany mm-hmm. and then one day you're up you're walking on sunshine mm-hmm. oh it's like an 80s movie yeah montage there's a montage <laughs> and you suddenly you're like right there was one i saw one uh, i saw a little woman over the weekend uh-huh. and um there's a moment where joe march uh the lead played by south sea ronan um it sort of has stopped writing mm-hmm and then all of a sudden there's a catalyst and she begins writing again. Uh-huh. And you see her just 50 pages spread on the floor of the novel she's writing. Ooh. And it's like, you know, it's like the total moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for a very, very small number of people, this is their reality. Like something clicks, clicks there's a shift and suddenly there's a huge shift. I think for 98% mm-hmm. of people, maybe 95, mm-hmm. it's small choice after small choice after small choice sometimes a bigger choice than a small choice and a mm-hmm. small choice. And suddenly like six months, 10 months, five years later, mm-hmm. they're in a different place. I'm going to say, I'm going to be a little contrary here. I'm going to say a hundred percent of people. <laughs> and, and here's why I say that because I've been to a lot of workshops and a lot of, you know, things of that ilk. And I've noticed that there's certain people that like, um, about 10% of the room, 20% of the room will have like these big breakthroughs and there's all this yeah. drama and there's crying and there's yeah. this epiphany and the, yeah. And then, and then I check in with these people a year later yeah, and they didn't really change, mm. you know? And, and, and the people that are in the room that are watching this think, Oh my God, I'm, I never changed. They get to have all the attention. They get all the love and yeah. look at these breakthroughs and look at me. And, and those, and I, I find that people who stick with it and keep making those micro adjustments what you're talking about uh, are the ones that really come out you know and and really make 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 real shifts i agree that's certainly been true to my experience the hard part of any workshop i find Mm -hmm. is after the workshop Mm -hmm. it's the choices you make Mm -hmm. to say what did i learn Mm -hmm. what do i want to integrate in my life Mm -hmm. and how do i set up uh, the behavior Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis that's Mm going to do that that's always Mm -hmm. I don't even know if the word is hard, but it just requires... Adulting? Yeah, it's like we have to readjust our lives, and we don't like readjusting our lives. Yeah, we have to be the adult. We have to <laughs> say, okay, come on, you're going to wake up you know, at this time every day now. <laughs> yeah. Br- brush your teeth. Yeah, there's yeah. an adulting. Yeah. Um, and even like still practices that... 
You become practice that sometimes. I was dealing with this this week. Well, what's that? We talked about this a little bit. Yeah, I was feeling unfocused in my writing, mm-hmm. and I had to sit down and say, okay, what, what, what do I need to adjust so mm-hmm. I can be focused in my writing? Yeah. And, and that's a practice that's a pretty embedded long-term practice for me. Yeah. My whole life, really. And it's normal. I mean, that, that's to be expected. Yeah. yeah. But I had to be aware enough to be like, this is not working. Yeah, that's true. Or it's, it was like working at a suboptimal rate. This could be better. And like, okay, what's the decision? And it still sucked. I didn't want to do the things. Like, I didn't really want to. <laughs> it still sucked. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be like, mm-hmm. you just absolutely cannot turn on your phone and you have to meditate for 40 minutes and then do these series of physical exercises to get you back into the creative mm-hmm. focus that you need. Mm-hmm. But things are better. I do my best to sit there and tell myself I get to like right away. Like, I get to. Oh my God, I get to meditate. I get to meditate. I get to breathe. Because yeah. there's people out there that, you know, there's some people out there in the world right now, right now, that in order to breathe need a machine, and I don't. That's a good perspective. And I go, wow, I'm so lucky. I get to breathe for an hour without a machine. Let's do it. And I, if I shift my perspective, it helps. Well, I feel so bad about myself right now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I, mother, I, dro- I dropped all comparison. And I feel so much better now. You know, my mother used to say to me when we wouldn't, wouldn't eat our meals growing up, she said, you know, there are people in Africa starving. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. And it was a little, it hit a little home for us because, you know, we, <laughs> lived, were in, in Africa. we lived in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and she kept saying it after we'd left Africa. That's funny. That's um, funny. And Adam. she really knew it because it wasn't something she said. Like she'd grown up around, you know, Africans who didn't have enough food to eat and right, so right um around the corner you know around anyways, the corner i a hundred thousand dollars of um eating disorder therapy later i'm good yeah so just kidding all right so now this is important we're thinking about this here you're thinking about this here what i don't want you to do is start with the list we've talked about this ad infinitum do not write the list of i'm going to do this this and this yeah yet Right. Okay. We want actually just to focus on what you want to feel this year. So this is the instruction Joshua and I are going to do with you. Close your eyes, take a deep breath. And from an unconscious place, you're going to choose three words and fill in the blanks. 2020 will be blank, blank, and blank. So for example, 2020 will be focused, inspired, and easeful, whatever it is. It'll be specific to you. Mm-hmm. And it could be something weird. Do not judge it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what comes up. Don't force it to be yoga happy. Okay. You know? Yoga happy. All right. Joshua and I are going to do okay. this. Jo- Josh and I have, don't have the answers right now. We're actually right. going to do it in real time. Right. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one. Oh. Okay, we did it. And All I'm, right. I'm already having so much judgment about what came up for me. Really? Yeah, I just, want, I just want everyone to know that we hit the pause button, but we only hit the pause button for like less than 45 seconds. We really went with first impulse, whatever, first right thought, away. Best thought. Yeah, Kerouac. Just, yeah, Kerouac. We went Kerouac. Josh didn't even write anything down. Because <laughs> no, he be, feels it. Well, because you asked, you, you asked me like before we started. Oh, okay. and so I, I just, I just, I just went, I, and I took that impulse and I just read, I wrote it down immediately. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. You want to go first? You want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, let's go with my shame first. Okay. Okay, tw- 2020 <laughs> will be focused, uh-huh. calm, uh-huh. and blooming. Focused, calm, and blooming. I love it. You know what got me where the shame came in? Mm. Focus and calm was like, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, those mm-hmm. are my. Mm-hmm. But blooming just felt really like a bad, a bad like Instagram graphic. You're so funny. What's that that Aeneas Ning quote that all the yoga bunnies love to put up? Oh, the time came when it was harder to be closed than to be open or yeah, something. That's yeah. a butchering sorry, Aeneas yeah, yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was more painful. Well, to more remain, painful yeah. to remain closed than, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, all right, well, what can you do? That's the thing is when you ask the unconscious <laughs> and you get out of your head, like you don't get to choose anymore. Like it's not about like it's not about what you think you know. It's what's actually going on for you. Adam, you're so funny. I'm a victim of my unconscious. That's yeah. funny. Uh, I like I like the thing of bloom because it, it a it connects to nature, uh-huh. right? And everything blooms in its own time and rhythm, and it's connected yeah. to the uh, circadian rhythms and all that good stuff. And it's also uh, has a gentleness and allowing aspect because it, you can't force something to bloom. Yeah, and yeah, it's that's a good point. And uh, and it tra- it attracts attention, and mm. there's a fake a fragrance so i really i really i i I don't say i'm jealous because i I don't want to be jealous of your three but i feel like you i feel like those are really powerful those are powerful um 
Yeah, I've really gone full circle, man. Yeah. I, this is a really kind of new agey. I'm getting into it. Yeah. Let's go with it. I'm blooming. Okay, blooming. Uh, what are you... Uh, what, well, what were your three words? So here's the thing is that, and, and I know it's th- I know it's supposed to be three words, but you know my last name is Townsend Zellner, right? Which is a hyphen. Yeah, I was actually yeah. feeling anxiety about it this week. Because <laughs> I refer to you as, in like when I write about you, I refer to you as Joshua Townsend. And it's and, fine. And I always felt like, oh, maybe he wants the Zellner. But that it, is so long. It's so long. I, I get it. It's fine. I'm, I, I don't have an ad- And I'd I'm, rather just refer to you as JT Money, which is how I think of you in my head. Oh, <laughs> You're so good, <laughs> JT Money. Yeah, just here comes the money. Um, yeah, so so I, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm cheating in the sense, but I, I was born with a hyphenate, so I use hyphenate a lot. Yeah, yeah. So here are my three yes. words, and okay. each word may feel longer than most. Right. So the first one is ease, grace. So there's a hyphenate there, Ooh. ease and grace, mm-hmm. followed with passionate prowess. Okay. I really like prowess. It really made me happy. Yeah, and then um, and then the last one is victory. I like victory. See, you see how lack of judgment there, by the way. Just like whatever came out, yeah, came out. Yeah. Double hyphenated words. Josh is inventing, <laughs> inventing things. Shakespeare over here. Passionate prowess. Pasharawis. Pasharawis. There you go. We'll make it one word. Pasharawis. Um. Give me a second. I want to think about it as I'm looking at this. Mm-hmm. So let's start with victory. Let's go backwards. Sure. I like victory in the sense that like... V- victory, just so you know, it was the first word that came out. Just really? so you know. So you're yeah. highly intuitive. There was something there yeah. that felt yeah. that felt the s- most clear. Yeah. Well, it's uh, also the only one that has one word. <laughs> don't. D- don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's giving yourself permission to... Uh, acknowledge Mm -hmm. and something that you've worked for and all the hours maybe that you've put in helping others working on your own creative work Mm -hmm. just there's something there for me about like yeah it's okay to claim victory yeah when you work hard and you do things yeah and to take we talked about it's interesting because we talked about last week a big part of the show was that you um we talked about how it's really hard for us to acknowledge things we've done that are good yes like you know it's like wow this stuff works, Adam. You're absolutely right. This tracks to that perfectly. Right. Like we remember we talked about like how a friend of mine asked me to make an ownership list of everything in a day, 10 things in a day that I did that I'm happy about, mm-hmm. which is a really brutally difficult, not difficult, but it's like you really have to get small, right? You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I smiled at the woman at the supermarket who was having a hard time. Yeah. Um, but for you, I think this could be a little bit of that. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to... to I don't know. I want to say be in the limelight as much as like I accomplish something. I, I have a victory. I can look at something and say I accomplish something. Okay. You know, I I can't. I mean, use use a very specific word, which is an archaic word in today's language. What? Which is the word limelight. <laughs> and no one. I shouldn't say no one. Hardly anyone knows what a limelight really is. Did the millennials, the Gen Zers out there, just totally stop listening because they're like, "You old man." We don't have what is a limelight. Yeah, because limelight probably comes from the fifties, right? Like an old. Keep going. Oh, is that from like the nineteen? Is that from like twenty silent movies? Keep going. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, and people throw around the word limelight, and you're right. People in the fifties and the eighties, and no, more like fifties, fifties, sixties. It sort of got stopped using it in, in the fifties like and sixties. Yeah. Okay. And Charlie Chaplin actually did a, a film called Limelight. Oh. That was the name of the, and that's how I did a little digging into what a limelight is. And it was back in the day pre-electricity, where they'd have a block of lime, oh. and they would light it up to in order to create like a, a spotlight or whatever version of that would be in pre-electric uh days for like a performance or yeah. for any oh, yeah that... to be in the limelight wow anyway so, so when it, josh has a victory this year we're gonna get some lime <laughs> light light some shit on fire yeah and uh we're put on facebook live yeah uh interesting all right what else do i want to look at here mm. so it's interesting because I think there's like a balance in what you said between um, what they would say in, in the Eastern world of yin and yang. Okay. So passionate prowess being something that was more 
archetypal and masculine energy they would say moving forward stepping forward with the right foot Mm -hmm. being out with your passion your prowess your ability to discern the opportunities taking Mm -hmm. step and on the other line ease and grace meaning sort of being receptive and taking in what you needed to take with grace and with ease and sort of moving around any challenges without wasting energy Mm -hmm. just how do I navigate a lot of navigation yeah. reception? You're absolutely right. So, And I, I love that you use the right foot, stepping out with the right foot, with the right side being masculine, the left side being feminine. And this really is, uh, it maps to alchemy, which is the combination of fire and water yeah. with both coexisting without extinguishing each other. So you're, uh, you're, you're, you're spot on, man. Josh had it all. And yet again, I've lost the war because I have entered into <laughs> Josh's weird new age universe where he's starting to make more sense to me. I think I actually used, in, invoked yin and yang. And masculine, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go hurt myself. Cut, I'm going to start cutting my arm in the bathroom. Oh, I'll be back. Wow. Okay. Okay. So after this question of finding your three words for this year, um, there's some more sort of um, introspective feeling-based questions. The first being, if you embodied these words next year, how would 2020 feel creatively for you? So like how would your approach, your orientation, your attitude be towards your creative work if you actually were feeling these and they weren't just things you wrote down? Mm. And then the other question is, there are two other questions, which are if you converted these words into a big vision where you were manifesting your creative dreams in 2020, creative dreams, what would it look like? And so that's another way for you to sort of think about it. Also, what additional sources of creative support or communities would you need Mm -hmm. to think about your process? And then finally, we just ask, um, if imagine you're a guest on Notes on Your Notes in December. And what do you want to be able to say about your creative expression for the past 12 months? And it's sort of a funny, jokey thing that Joshua and I ask, but I actually weirdly get emails about this question because mm-hmm. um, when you put yourself in this, it really forces some personal responsibility. Yeah. Meaning, if I'm sitting here in 12 months, I don't want to feel like my time was wasted. I want to feel like I made use of it, and what do I want to be able to say? Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw something down right now that's okay. coming up real time. This, okay. is, this is really real time. Adam and I have not discussed this, and I hope it's okay. I invite every single listener to make an audio recording of oh. this and then audio record it again at the end of the year and see how it feels and send it to us, if you wish. That would be awesome. And, and then we will make a special episode around whoever wants to send it to us, and you will be a part of our show. Okay, so in order for this to work, you have to like right now do the audio recording yeah. and save it in your voice memos and label it. Yeah. And then when we talk about this in December, you can go back and listen to it, do the new audio recording, send us both, yeah. and we'll do a show about um, a show about you. Um, what specifically do you want on this audio recording? Um, the answer to that question. The answer. I'm a guest on Notes on Your Notes <laughs> in December, and this is what I hope to be able to say. Um, um, whatever that fulfillment would be, whatever that fulfillment would be. Yeah. Okay. And who knows? Maybe we'll just make you a guest. Yeah. You could be a guest or at least you would be participating auditorily as being, you know, a voicemail and we would play your voicemail and then we would talk about your start point and your end point. I'm going to take the next level. Okay. You send us a great audio now and send it to us now. Uh, oh, we can be the keepers and we'll be the keepers. Oh, good. And, uh, you know, whoever sent us a great one in December, we'll uh, we'll just have you on the show. Let's just have him on the show. Okay. Let's just do it. Okay. We'll commit. One one inspiring person. Okay. Here we are. The final portion of the workbook. Goals. Oof. Goals. Goals. It's it, Josh. What are you looking at right now? Well, for the first thing I think of is I think of goal posts. I think of like football. I think of like scoring. Yeah. You know, like a goal. And then I look at you know your graphic here, and it has a grid. You know <laughs> what I mean? Which is like a football field or you know soccer field. And yeah, I get I get a little twinge up my spine when I say the word goal. Goal. Josh doesn't like goals. Um, he's more of a process guy. Outcome. <laughs> What's your outcome? Um, Mm -hmm. I am more, uh, I would say in between, uh, I think you have to do both. Yes. And I think that giving people a sense of accomplishment inspires them and gives them motivation and confidence. Josh believes that. I think Josh believes that too. I give him a hard time. I do Give him a hard time. Um, so if you were to look at the table in the workbook, this is what you would see. You would see five, um, five boxes across and then you, there's space, I think for eight different goals. Um, and maybe I should do a follow-on about prioritization because sometimes people have been sending me theirs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they have like nine goals. And I'm like, 
this is awesome. Right. Maybe this is a good way to lead into our boundaries and commitments because yeah. yeah. that's really about prioritization. It is. Um, but anyways, for the time being, I don't want you to do that. I want you to actually put every goal in your head, get it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you are asked four questions in relation to that goal. Uh, and you can fill in the answers on the workbook. First, what is the first step you can take to meet this goal? So we want the smallest step you can take. Mm-hmm. When will you take that step? Mm-hmm. Meaning I want to know actual mm-hmm. date and if possible, if you use calendaring to put it in your calendar. Mm-hmm. Third, do you, what if any negative beliefs do you have about this goal? And to write it down. So like this has never worked in the past or this is too big a project. I can't, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to think of a positive belief that's supportive of this goal. And you're going to write it down. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Josh and I are going to choose one goal, two goals, whatever. One. Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. For each of us this year, that's top of mind right now. And we're going to go through it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, go, go ahead. Tour yo, mono. Go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's the um, first? So I think my, my goal for this year, um, there's a TV pilot that a 60 minute uh, one hour drama that I've been working on on and off for a while and I love this idea I have pitched this idea to other people and it just I have written drafts but it just is not at the point where I'm I would say happy with it mm-hmm. uh, and it just hasn't been to development to the point where it's there so I really want to make a priority of just really returning and committing to this again and again so I get this to a point where I feel a hundred percent confident and happy about sending it out that's really and that's a big ask because it is. TV pilots are, one hours are hard to write. They Very are. complicated worlds, multiple characters. Yeah. Uh, you have to introduce characters and provide conflict and set up relationships very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's really something, and this has been a project that's meant a lot to me. So that is my goal. Okay, so can you say the goal one more time succinctly so, it's, so we know what it is? Like what exactly are you going to have as your goal? My goal is to have a polished and completed one-hour TV pilot, working title Kate, that I can feel confident about sending out to anyone as a sample. Okay, script. So this is a the version of this is a script. It's a yes. it's a printed script. Yeah. Um, the only adjustment that I would consider you taking a look at, this is real time, folks, old yeah. listeners, um, is that is that feeling word. You meaning the feelings that I came up with in my three words? No, the the feeling you had a, uh, at the end of that sentence, you said that I feel confident or you said... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah mm, mm, no. You don't like that. Tell me why. Because it's um, it sets up for something about, well, I... See, it could be the same script, and I could either feel confident or I could feel unconfident. And, oh, com- okay, okay. and confidence comes from a thing of like, I feel confident, and therefore it's ready to go, as opposed to uh, if, if it gets good results, then I'll feel confident about it. It's like, no. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I just want to be, I, I want it to make it so that it's really doable for you, and also it's accomplishable, but it's also not based on a... Um, a high variable of a feeling. Ah, uh, so you are saying you're concerned that I could get to a, a draft uh-huh. and everyone else could be like, this is, this is good. This and is stellar. This, this is the best work. This I've is the best thing yet. you've written. And I could be like, eh, I don't really, eh, it's not there yet. Yeah. I, I don't feel confident. Josh, do you, does this come out of working with me? I'm just curious. Uh, I'm joking. Oh, okay. Um, no, no, it's no, I, I do have a little bit of a perfectionist tendency and it's like, just to, clue people in this is the ninth draft of the script that i'm on right now but i don't actually it's weird people laugh at that but i will say i will say among the really good polished scripts i see 25 to 30 drafts not on is typical (laughs) Typical. so so i still feel like i i'm in like the second quarter of this oh for sure yeah for sure yeah yeah no i was smiling more about your virgo-ness yeah than than about nine because nine is is just getting started nine nine um German, German Adam coming through. <laughs> My friend, uh, I have a friend who um, ran the family business for 10 years and then sold it. And um, let's just say, he, I think he was quite joyous to be done with this family <laughs> business. And uh, every day on Instagram, he did German themed countdown to his last day at work. Oh, wow. He did nine. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> anyways, and then I don't know, eight, whatever that was, it was in German. Yeah. Um, anyways, I digress. 
so maybe it would be more helpful to think about this in terms of getting the script to a point where um because i want to it has to be you know like the like what are the metrics we can be like okay i want to write 10 more drafts of it but it's really about getting it to the point where i feel like this is in a place that it's well developed is almost like where I'm there, where it may not be perfect and exactly what I want, but it's well developed. It's a clear story. Everyone who reads it is following it clearly. The conflicts are there clearly. You know those uh -huh. sorts of things, which are more qualitative. Yeah. Because I will say this: I have had um, conversations with other writers who have said this is very common, actually, that people say this to me that. Uh, often when I'm talking to them where they get managers and years later they look at the sample that got them the manager mm -hmm. and they always say it was okay. Yeah. It showed some promise, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just getting away from trying to write this perfect sample. Yeah. And what's really important for, I feel for you and also why we're talking about it because I want our listeners to also tap into this energy, which is making sure that whatever you set up, you're setting yourself up for a success. Yeah. And it's not so nebulous. It's not so vague. It's not so, mm, what's the word? Tr transitory? Ah, transitory. It's not so transitory based on like, oh, I feel, it feels good. You know, I feel confident because tomorrow you can feel unconfident and then, it, and then your whole year goes out the window. Okay. No. So I want it to I want it to have like a, a like a certain thing that you can own and go yes I did this it's ready I'm I'm I cannot wait I cannot wait to put it out into the world of people who you know need okay, to read this So I phrase it like this a well-crafted 60-minute TV pilot that is developed and I'm excited to put in the world Hang on one second I'm real I'm read one more time Judges, read it one more time, please. A well-crafted 60-minute TV pilot that is developed and I'm excited to put in the world. Yeah, I would use the word fully, fully developed. I don't know. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm co-creating with you here. Fully developed. Uh, I, I'm always. I was gonna write well-developed, but I didn't want to use well twice because it says well-crafted. Yeah, well-crafted and fully developed, and that you're excited to put out into the world. Excited. I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing the word excited. excited. Yeah. Because that's, that's like confident. It's I know. like you cannot be excited. I know. Because that, that, that can be whimsical and changeable. And I want it to be something that's really... You know what is coming up yeah. that I know I'm, I'm, I need to put in the world? Like it's like almost like an inner note. Like I know, perfect or not perfect, I know this needs to be in the world. Okay. Okay. That's, that, that feels good. I know. It's not based on a transitory emotion. That's what I want to get away from for you. Okay. All right. So could you read one more time? So a well-crafted 60-minute TV pilot that is fully developed and I know needs to be in the world, needs to be shared with the world. How about something about impact? Something like, and I know, it, I know it'll be well-received and, and, and make a good impact. Like knowing that something's going to be well-received is different than feeling confident. Like I know this is going to be well-received. And and you've worked to the point where you feel that it's 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 a right. How does how does that sound? It's hard because it's always like I can never know how something will be received. But, no, but I think it's more about that speaking to like sort of faith and courage and confidence. To be honest, confidence because you, you know it's going to be well received. Yeah, but, but and there have been some stuff I put out in the world when I know that. But that's because yeah. I sort of intuitively feel like this is but that, good. See, like I, I feel like which that, is not true of a lot of stuff. I feel like that moves you closer to something that's tangible that you can work towards as opposed to a transitory feeling that you could actually have tomorrow if you wanted to about the script that you have today. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's like, I know this, I know this works and I know this will, will make, uh, this will make, this will make an impact. Whoever sees it, forget about whether they say yes or no. You know what Tony Gilroy says? He wrote hmm. Michael Clayton in the Bourne yeah. movies. Yeah, what does Tony say? Tony says when he's finally written a really original story, yeah. Mm -hmm. then he's gotten to then he knows it's good. Mm hmm. He said sometimes he feels like he has a secret, like he's walking around the world like I've got the secret and the secret it. is I have this script and I've been working on it for a year and it's really good. How about something like that makes me smile deeply when I think about it? I mean, maybe it's something like that. Yeah. But 
because I, because I, I just want to make it tangible let's be, for you. Let's yeah. remember mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Matt Weiner walked around with Mad Men for seven years before someone greenlit it. Yeah, and that pilot is excellent. I've read it. Yeah, so um, the world is not always ready for what you want to make. That's right, timing. And so it's more a question of you feeling. I feel like I've known. I don't know what it is. Jess. I feel like I do sort of. I have a knowing where I'm like, I've really done my best work. Mm-hmm. And similarly, what's hard is I know when I have it. Well, so maybe that that's a great turn of phrase. Uh, and, and I've I have a, a stellar writing project, and I know I've done my best work. Maybe maybe that's how it can end. And and I know I've done my best work. Because I I feel like part of it is a confidence thing as opposed to a. I yeah. like that. I like that. I know I've done my best work. Well, you said it. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I want it to come from you. Yeah. 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 It's sort of like, and you know, these things are, it's hard to say it now. You feel it like when it's read aloud, like a table read and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is working. Mm-hmm. And, and conversely, this scene is not working and yeah. it's wordy and nothing's happening. You feel both ends of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess it's being in touch with that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, and then finding a way to articulate it so it can be um, validated, so it can be stamped. So at the end of the year, you can say, "Yes, I did accomplish it. This is how I I, I feel." Yeah, and uh, and it's authentic. It's not transitory. Right. Okay. I feel yeah. like our listeners sat through that um, development. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's important because they're going to do the same thing, right? Yes. So this is another. Um, everything Josh just did is another reason why. It would be helpful for you to do this with a partner if you can mm-hmm. or do it and then send it to someone you like and trust and say, Hey, can you read this? And we can have a conversation about it. Oh, that's a good that's idea. another option. If you have someone who you just kind of trust, but you don't, they don't want to necessarily do it with you or mm-hmm. you want to do it by yourself. Yeah. But just that's feedback, a, that's feedback. People see things. I read a lot of these cause people send them to me. Um, and I always notice, I always will talk to them sometimes. It's like, well, did you notice that this came up again and again? Mm-hmm. And this is something you really want. And they'll be like, oh, until someone repeats it back to you. Yeah. There's something about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Joshua. Oh, wait. I have to complete this. What yeah. is the first step you can take to meet this goal? So this is interesting because I'm currently writing this. So I work on it five days a week right now. But I think there is, I'd like to actually talk to you because. The next step is like, I think what needs to be different now is I need to be constantly getting note. Like it needs to be in development, not solo. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I do. It needs to be coming back with notes, sending it to other people, um, constantly working at it, doing development, you know, mm-hmm. sort of a different context with this. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can sit and write draft after draft, but that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not enough to get where, I don't think that's going to get me where I need to go. So I think the next big step would be, and Josh is, Josh has an idea, my idea or your idea. Well, what were your three words at the, uh, for the top of this um, thing? Focus, calm, and blooming. I mean, this is totally, uh, what you're talking about here is a hundred percent focus. Yeah. So hundred percent focus. And I'm going to go with blooming and, and to say that. And blooming in the end. Yeah. To bloom. To bloom. Yes. So, I mean, intuitively, you've picked, you've tracked everything. Everything's tracking for you in terms of what you've. Yes. What it is tracking about. to my yeah. words. Yeah. My goals are tracking to what I want to feel. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to put this out there just because it's a little odd because I already have a, a routine around this. But I'm going to say I would like to actually complete a draft and send it to someone for notes. I think that would be a healthy next step. Okay. I mean, I actually have drafts I could send out, but I'm working on a specific draft right now. Yeah. And let's just say I would like to have that out for notes by like February 1st. Feb two that fast. I'm just I'm just checking in with you. Um, That's fast. Okay, in, February fifteenth. In my world, February fifteenth. February fifteenth would be good because you know you have some other things adjusting between now and then, and and that's sort of like you launching anyhow, right? So yeah, that okay. feel, that feels good. Are there any negative beliefs you have about this goal? Write them down. Nope. Okay, so we skip that one. Okay, anything else? <laughs> Done. Next. I think the negative belief I have this is sometimes like I've been working on it for so long, I'm never going to get there. Or mm. the other negative belief I have is I'm too lost in my own perspective. I can't see what's wrong with it. That's mm. a big one for me. I get scared. Like I write stuff and I'm like, I can't believe I didn't see what was wrong with that scene. Mm. So the positive belief would be... Um, 
there's plenty of support and collaboration to help help me get to the next help me complete this goal there's an abundance of support and mm-hmm. collaboration mm-hmm. i like that i like that a lot there's an abundance of collaboration and support to reach this goal for me to reach this goal yeah include yourself in it for me to reach this goal yeah because we don't want to leave you out don't leave me out don't leave me out okay well that's a lot of me wow well i guess that's the end of our show so (laughs) thanks later uh later guys um josh yes josh is gone no josh has goals too so josh goal 2020 my goal drum roll Well, the thing I wrote down here was um, victory lap and plant a flag, mm. um, which I know is not specific mm. and it's something I could do tomorrow, right? But, um, but there's something about having a victory lap and planting a flag. And it could plant a flag and then have a victory lap or you know, either one. So I'm going to try to interpret this a little bit. You tell me if it feels true. Mm-hmm. So celebrating an accomplishment. Yes. And because you have a victory lap when you win the race, right? right. Being at a runner you, or a driver. Yeah, I was thinking about like yeah. Usain Bolt on the moon, except it was your head on Usain Bolt's body. So he's like running a victory lap at the Olympics and then he puts like the Jamaican flag on the moon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like so that. he's like taking the victory lap mm-hmm. and he's also planting the flag mm-hmm. of victory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... We're going to have to drill down because, you know, I'm going to want a tangible, right. something tangible here right. that we can actually measure. Um, is it that you want to be able to celebrate an accomplishment? Yes. Because arguably you did this last year. We had a party for our 100th episode at, at a venue downtown. Yeah. And it was you being very generous and supportive of the storytelling community here in L.A. Yes. It was also a little bit of a celebration of an accomplishment oh, in yeah. 100 episodes. Yeah. But I'm sensing something. I feel like this is actually more personal. Yes. This needs to be more personal than Josh throwing another event, which he can do seamlessly because he knows how to do it. Yeah. Um, I, and it needs to be a, a personal victory lap as opposed to like, like we do this in collaboration, right? Right. And, yes. and, and, your, and your, th- your thing was, is something that you're going to be doing on your I don't want to say on your own because you're going to have em- endless amounts of support to make you ha- to make it happen. But it's something that that you're you're leading the charge. So you're right. spearheading. So that's my question. What do you think? What would be something you would want to celebrate to take a victory lap on? Like if I we're sitting here in 12 months and it's like we're throwing a party to celebrate Josh accomplishing the X for taking the victory lap for celebrating for allowing that part of himself to come out to give himself credit, which he often doesn't do. Right. What do you, would you like that thing to be? That's a, that, yeah that now we're getting to the heart of the matter eh <laughs> um i don't have a mm. yeah I, I don't have one that's coming up right now like like see a part of me already is, is like going to down this thing of like what would be worthy of a victory lap right and any anything that i say yeah could be worthy of a yeah, victory lap anything and, could and, be and like waking up in the morning could be teaching a class in Kauai, in Jamaica, right. in right. New York. Right. I mean, I, I could celebrate myself waking up every morning for the next 365 days. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I celebrate that. Yeah, I mean... Um, I, in its essence. Yeah. But, but we're talking about uh, having grit. We're actually, you know, it, it goes back to this. Having a passionate prowessness around around something I want to have a, a victory experience yeah. with. And I do it with ease and grace. Yeah, so, right. so, yeah, so it tracks back to that. Thanks to you, Adam. Um, um, and so what would be meaningful to me? Uh, I, I feel like that's what I'm really soul searching for right now. What would be meaningful for me, for me to accomplish as opposed to helping someone else accomplish, which is what we're Yeah, that's been that a big, that's been a big delineation for you. Yeah. Which I think would be super great. Like it's not necessarily you, which is you do effortlessly and incredibly well, which is support other mm-hmm. artists, writers, people to uh, help material. So wait, 
could we refine it? I know, I'm not going to push you to, to, to create a specific today, right. but could, could we just put it even in that context that I'm going to celebrate and take a victory lap for something that I created? Oh, absolutely. Yes. So let's make sure it's something that I created that I'm so, proud of. So it's a victory lap. Uh, is, I'm going to go with a victory lap as my image as opposed to plant a flag. Because plant a flag to me is like a little like cheesy. It's like I'm not... Yeah, I'm not so associated with like the United States or, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not going to be the vegan Republic and it's, it's not a picture yeah. of like a flag with some kale noodles and, um, yeah, I'm not uh, a, a de- what is it called? A, uh, dehydrator. 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 But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not so attached to like, you know, flags of nations or flags of football teams. Right. Like that doesn't mean a lot to me, but a victory lap, like, like I always think of like, um, what's that? What's that? The Indianapolis 500, you know, yeah. some of those classic races, uh, or the one that happens in, um, Monte Carlo every year. Or you 24 know. hours Le Yeah. And then they do these races and someone's the victor and then they take that victory rap. And it's like allowing yourself to be in the limelight. Yeah. Which goes back to the limelight thing. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And it, it needs to be for something that, that, that I have a thing on and that I've, you know, focused on and, and it's, you know, it's something that I'm leading the charge on. And how, how would we, it's a personal I'm, I'm kind of curious, like how would we, um, it's a personal project. Right. A personal project. So I think that's also another road to do some thought around, which is mm-hmm. what are the personal projects that Josh is excited about for 2020? And if you were doing the workbook, Josh would have eight other boxes to fill up. He yes. Have eight other goals. So he could look at that later and say, ah, the personal project that I'm most excited about, which is mm-hmm. to finally start my kelp noodle business um, <laughs> that I've been dreaming about. Uh-huh. Um, to finally do that. Um, and then when I do that, I'm going to take a yeah. victory lap. Yeah. So a victory lap. I'm just wondering, because here's my question is, yeah. is this a, would we do a party to celebrate this? Would we, would you write about it on social media? Like, how would you, what, How, is, what is that? What, what might that look like for you? Um, well, a victory lap, you know, in its essence, seems to, seems to be something about people and cheering and a stadium. I mean, that that's the imagery that I work yeah. with. Uh, what would have? But there's also a thing of like owning it. Like the person who takes the victory lap, they have to own it in some authentic way. And there's always the classic, you know, the V of the hands going up in victory. Yeah. There's that element, but and, there's, and then not not to go metaphysical on us, but there's also a thing of like allowing the energy of victory to run through me in relationship to the energetic that's held. It's sort of like what's his name? Uh, 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 what's it called? Um, I'm on top of the world. Leonardo DiCaprio uh, and Titanic. Titanic, yeah. Uh-huh. There's with without the part without the tragic part, but there's that thing of like. <laughs> so this goal is to that. celebrate it yeah. and then go down. And then go down, yeah. We don't know <laughs> that that's the Messiah complex. No, no. Um, but there's a thing about about running that energy um, in its universal form. That and the reason why people celebrate people who have victory laps is because we see ourselves in that victory. Yeah. So there is a communal aspect to it, uh, not to take it off of me, but to say that that's a part of it for me, as opposed to something that's that's more uberous. Or would say someone wins a presidency and then they, you know, they have an inaugural speech or something like that. And there's there's a community aspect for you mm-hmm. of like being able to cheer and support. Other, you know, other people and have that people offer that to you as well. Right. So there's a flow of energy. Being able to that. receive it. Yeah. With ease and grace. With ease and grace. But still at the same time being passionate and prow- prowess with it. Okay. So, yeah. So it, it, there's that dance that, that I want, I want to have in my victory lap that would be there. Okay. So we're going to keep working on that. Not, we're not going to keep working on it, but I just want to get to where we are with it now. That's where we are with it now. A and personal that, project mm-hmm. that I am going to take a victory lap on, mm-hmm. and I am going to share that sense of victory in community mm-hmm. and being willing to receive the, the congratulations, the accolade, yes. the attention of others. I'm going to put myself out there in some way. Yes, and, and, and I'm making a commitment that I will make sure to share this on this podcast okay. in the coming weeks. Okay. And then at least there'll be a record of it. So it'll, it'll be like at the beginning or the end oh, of some Oh, you mean you're going to share the actual th- goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I'm not trying to not answer no, no, this no, question. No, I fair. just want it to be um, on the record that I will be sharing it in the future. So it sounds like the answer to the first question is what is the first step you can take to meet this goal is to share in a future podcast? Well, to be able to articulate it to in, yeah. a, in a tangible way. That would be the first thing. Um, yeah. And 
Do you have any negative beliefs around this that you want to be conscious of? That you want uh, to well, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll never make it. I'll never get out of your life. What's the use? I mean, those are all, those are ubiquitous sort of beliefs, you know, okay. that, you know, self-talk, let's say self-talk. self-talk yeah. And what would be the positive belief that you would like to embed as you enter this new phase of being willing to? Um, victory is mine. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm closer today than I've ever been. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. I just want to say to put this in context for people who this may seem like an odd goal for people who are used to saying my goal is to write my novel this year. Yeah. Like you accomplish a lot on a day-to-day basis that we would consider tangible. Mm -hmm. And for some people, the thing that they want most, that goal, is not that it's not tangible. It's that it's more like crossing an emotional threshold. Mm Mm-hmm. And being in a new way, and that's what it's feeling like now, is that you're basically saying, look, I want to be able to be, in some respects, a different kind of person. Meaning, I want to be the kind of... (laughs) I don't want to be Josh anymore. That was brilliant, Adam. That was I want to be Conan, the barbarian, claiming victory. Essentially, yes. (laughs) Essentially. But you're you're absolutely right, because there's like a threshold of, of, of victory that I've allowed myself, and that threshold from my point of view right now is re- relatively narrow yeah. and I want to give myself if not a new well I want to give myself a new expression with hopefully like a ceiling that's beyond my expectations or at least you know sure sky is the limit sky is the limit limit okay wow this okay. is a long episode yeah so much to get through um do you have any closing thoughts for our folks um again it's online notesyournotes.com forward slash 2020 you can it's linked to on the main website there's additional content on instagram and facebook to support you in it how you treat others is how is how you treat yourself you know there is no other uh and really become self-aware of of what's authentic for you as you go through this amazing book that you you adam have put together for our listeners and um and to uh, and, and you'll get out of it as much as you want to put into it. So you know you could do this in 15 minutes. You can also do it in an hour and a half. And I'm going to suggest an hour and a half, uh, and use it as a document. Oh, but here's the other thing: is live use it as a living document, so that in three months or six months you can do check-ins and adjust yeah. and modify and make it make it part of your authentic search. It's not enough to do this once a year. You have to look at it in three months because sometimes these goals change. You've changed. What mm-hmm. you want has changed. And you need to track it. Ideally, you track it with a partner. Um, to Josh's original request, um, s- record it in audio, mm-hmm. save it. You mm-hmm. might end up a guest on notes in your notes. Uh, I'm going to put in, in, a, in a request to say that I've rewritten this at this at this point like seven or eight times, and I rewrite it every year. And um, when I first released, I put it out. I still have a couple slots left. People who send me feedback, what they like and what they don't like about it and what's helpful and what they, where they feel they need other help, basically a review of it, just so not for anyone's consumption mind, but if you send it to me, uh, I have two slots left where, in which I will look at yours and give you feedback on it. Uh, the first people who email me uh, will get that. Just email notes on your notes at gmail.com, notes on your notes at gmail.com. Um, it's usually helpful because this is a community and it's a collaboration and uh, I'm always working to make people more likely to complete it. And I, and I just want to uh, jump in there and say, Adam, that is a super generous offer that you've just done. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spontaneously throw in something else. Is after those five, if there's another one after the five, I would like to offer uh, a one-hour consultation with me on any uh, project, either writing or performance. So I just want to encourage more of our listeners yes. to, to send in. So so y- you tell me who that is. and uh, That's very generous of Joshua to um, incentivize people to um, provide feedback for us. Because you never know where it's going to go. Like there could be something that people really need help with. And if, if there's something I'm missing, I want to know. Because mm-hmm. I want to write that section for the next. I don't even want to say next year because sometimes I rewrite it during the year. You yeah. Know, I don't. We're working towards probably in the future where this isn't like necessarily a yearly thing. It's something that is multiple times during the year. Yeah, a living document. I like the idea of a living document. I like the idea. You know what I like? I like the idea of, of it having like quarterly, a quarterly check-in. Yeah. Because, yeah, once a year is not going to... It's not enough. Yeah. But this is a, it's like a kickstart. It is. It's a, it's a beautiful kickstart. Right. And when I'm, you know, it's like when Josh and I are working with individuals, we are the accountability. Yeah. We are the people who are going back and saying, 
where are you now? Where do you need to go next? What feels right? What is the next step? What do you need to do? Yeah. You know, Josh in the performance coaching world, um, me and, you know, story notes is accountability. So um, speaking of people who have supported create creative thousands of people creatively, literally thousands, our, our friend Ann Randolph and Randolph, who is now uh, who's now based in the beautiful island of Kauai, Kauai, Kauai. Hawaii, uh, beautiful, beautiful. She just has a beautiful space where she teaches and holds her retreats. Literally, there's a gazebo where you can sit in and see the ocean. It's an extraordinarily beautiful place. It is, and it's right next to Princeville, you know, which is the North Shore. And everyone, you know, it's, it's called the, the gar- is it called the Garden State? or the, the Garden Island. Garden Island. Which is the name of the local paper. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it truly is. You just walk. It's lush. It's so lush. It's insane. It's green. It's where they shot Jurassic Park for that reason. So Write Your Life, she does workshops uh, like a week-long intensive, and they're called Write Your Life. She has one January 19th through 26th. But you know what? Don't worry about it. That one's sold out. And then she has another one that starts February 9th, but don't worry about it. That one's sold out. And I was talking to Anne the other day, and she said that she's offering up one more, and that's on March 29th to April 5th. It's going to be going like hotcakes. It's, I mean, I, mean I, I, I just told her, she goes, well, there's a few more spots left. I said, please, Anne, please, can we at least let, let our, yeah. our listeners know? And she's like, okay, but they're going to be gone soon. So March 29th to April 1st, Anne Randolph is doing an, one of probably what is going to be the last one of this time frame, in Write Kauai. Your Life in Kauai, March 29th through April 5th, 2020. Um, and um, uh, com, right? That's how to get a hold of her. Yeah, just go do it. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put a link yeah. in the show notes. And uh, so um, they're just great experiences. You know, talk about kickstarting your creative work. Um, they're extraordinary. They're well-supported, well-held, beautiful energy. Just wonderful people, wonderful, supported teaching writing from the body, physical movement, expression. I love it. Yeah, I mean, talk about talk about creating a safe space. Talk about having an impeccable intention. Talk about accessing you know taboo areas that you may or may not want to enter into as a creative artist. That's coming from the that's really coming from the eye of you, you know, from your center. And there's no one there's no one that does what Anne Randolph does except for Anne Randolph because it's 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 her gift and she expresses her gift so beautifully. So, so check that out. Yeah, and uh, creative workbook mania. Um, We'll continue on social media. Um, I'm going to do put some Facebook posts out there about things like boundaries, creating creative time for yourself, as well as Facebook. Um, and we will return to more regular programming in the future. Yeah, we have some exciting stuff coming up. Yes. Yeah, Hannah. Well, that's right. The Hannah episodes are finally coming out. We know we've teased them for like a year. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk more about that in the future. But more or less, we yeah. took a very gifted writer through eight hours of notes she came in with a rough draft and we developed that story with her and then she performed it out in front of an audience in LA. We recorded everything. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, real understanding of how creative development works on a story. Any, anyone who's an artist, writer, wants to understand that that is coming out um, in the first quarter of this year. <laughs> yes. So um, okay. this has been Notes on Your Notes. Thank yes. you so much. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, if you want to say thank you to us for the Creative Workbook or any of this, Give us a review on Apple Podcasts, the iTunes Store. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and send us an email if you have any questions. And share. You know, it's yeah. nice to share. My mom and dad told me growing up, it's really important. You know, you got to share. So share these episodes. Share the workbook. And have people that aren't necessarily, you know, involved in, in this aspect of their creative. And get them involved in their creative development. Kind of, you know, kickstart yeah. them. Kickstart it. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. The music on the show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. The sound editing and design is courtesy of me. We will talk to you next week.